Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. And tonight, to be in the house of the Lord, so thankful for what we're feeling, glad for that good spirit of the Lord that is lingering with us. I told him today that I'd sure like to be able to present him a vessel sanctified, meet for the master's use that he'd just find that lodging place, amen, the dwelling place, place that he could just inhabit, praise the Lord. I have enjoyed what's been said already in the service, and I uh, don't understand exactly where we are. I've asked the Lord today to give me some insight, let me know exactly which way to go. I don't want to do anything that would... uh, be a hindrance to that good spirit of God that's been with us every night. Praise God. And uh, I'd like to be able just to pursue uh, that direction that the Lord is wanting to go in. Praise God. I really think that things can be accomplished when we find the mind of the spirit in which way God wants us to go. And uh, I think the reason that we went home many nights disappointed is because we just didn't have the understanding to know which way the mind of the Lord wanted us to go in. Praise God. But I believe if every one of us could come to that place and be honest with God, Lord, whatever you say, I'd like to do it. I'd like to just follow you wherever you lead me. There I will follow. And with that anticipation, coming to the house of the Lord, I believe the Lord wants to help his people. Praise God. God's not a God that he just withholds things from us, but he cannot give us the things that we are are needing sometimes in the places that we have arrived at within our own experiences. Amen. I mean, the Lord can't give me the Holy Ghost if I've been out being real carnal. I mean, it just don't work that way. Uh, We have to get spiritual. We have to get the the flesh crucified and mortify those things. And uh, I've said before, since I've been here, you really not are waiting on the Lord. The Lord's waiting on you. Praise God. And when you get to that place where that you can present him a vessel that's sanctified and meet for the master's use, he'll come in and abide there and he'll give you that that you have desired. So good to see everyone tonight. I hope that the Lord will just help us to be able to be a blessing to you. Praise God. I want to read, first of all, the 16th chapter, from the 16th chapter of the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 16. And I would like to read a few verses here. This is dealing with King Asa. And he has saw a great company of men that was going to a league or a group of people that was going to come down, look like and going to try to cut him off, to destroy him. And God had been his refuge many times before, but Asa, I don't believe, was where he was with God at this particular time. And he leaned not on the Lord, but he leaned on the arms of flesh to for a deliverance. Amen. And um, after that he had emptied the treasures of the house of the Lord, and after he had went down and talked to King, I believe it was, Behinadad, and began to, to make a league with him, and Benhadad hearkened unto the king, and he sent captains of his armies 
against the cities of Israel, and they smote Ijon and Dan, and all of these others they sieged. And when it was all said and done, the prophet came down, and uh, Hananiah, I believe was his name, the seer, came down to Asa, said unto him, verse 7, because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lumbans a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore from henceforth Thou shalt have wars. I want to take a text from verse 9 tonight. Verse 9 said, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Praise God. I'd like to preach this for just a little while tonight about us getting our hearts perfected so that the Lord can show himself strong in it. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is some things that God does not move around. There's some things that God does not move over. There's some things that God will not go under. There is places that I believe that God has drew the line, so to speak, and said, unless they meet this mark or this place, and where I get that from is he said, judgment will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plumlet. Unless we can get ourselves to that place of where God wants us to get. And before God can work strongly for us, there's some things that we have to get in order. And that is within our heart. Amen. You may look at yourself tonight and you may say, I have examined myself, and it seems as if I am not where I need to be with the Lord. I'm sure that every one of us at one time or another have seen places in our lives that we recognize we, was, we needed to move up in. Praise God. Aren't you glad that God deals with us and let us know those things? And most of the time, it's going to come through the preaching of the Word of God that will find us. And how you respond to that is how God is going to respond back to you. Amen. Praise God. He said to this man, will I look? One that will tremble at my word. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I have seen people that have been raised in holiness all the days of their lives and simply come to a place that the gospel found them in an area that they had no business dealing in, no business getting involved in. And God gave them the opportunity to either discard that and get rid of that or to hold on to that. 
And those that held on, it wasn't but just maybe a little ways down the road that they saw an exit. And they exited off and they backslid on the Lord. And what brought that was, what brought that on was, is they were, they were not willing, amen, just to come up to that measure that the Lord was going to require of them. Praise God. This way is not hard. Praise God. But what God loves is an obedient heart, a heart that is obedient unto him, one that not only hears, but they do that that they have heard. Amen. Praise God. I still believe with all of my heart, even though that this is from the Old Testament. And God was speaking to this king, Asa. He began to speak his word through the prophet or the seer, the man of God. And he began to tell Asa. He said, the eyes of the Lord, they're running to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he's shooing himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts are perfect toward him. Even though this was spoke to Asa, I still believe it even in this day, this is the way it is. Praise God. Hallelujah. I liken this a few weeks back or maybe months back, and I hope you don't fall on me. Amen. But I, my wife and I and some of the other saints went into a truck stop after church one night. Matter of fact, there wasn't nothing else open. We was wanting to fellowship and some of us thought we was hungry and what others were. Some went on home and we probably should have went even there too. But amen, we just wanted the fellowship so we went down to the truck stop. Amen. And I, I had been there and sometimes they had remodeled the place and but I noticed, Brother Johnny Don, when I walked in, amen, there was the, the table and the chairs was pushed up and everywhere there was a chair. There was a napkin with all the forks and the knives and spoons in that. And at every table and every chair, there was a cup with a saucer in it. And every one of those saucers was turned upside down. Amen. Praise God. Well, we got in there and we sat down a little bit and I got to observing and got to looking around and I noticed that there was a lady that was hired and her job was, amen, to keep those cups filled, amen, and she was scanning the table. She is looking them all over. She had walked this way a while and I'd watch her. And she had coffee in her hand. One that was regular and the other was decaffeinated. Amen. And I've watched those truckers when they walked in. Amen. They didn't lift their hand. Amen. They didn't holler out, hey, 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 you. What got her attention was, was every cup that was turned right side up, which signified to her that they wanted it filled. Praise God. And as I sat there and watched that, amen, I was so amazed. Some of the truckers leaving, some coming in. People all hours of the night was coming and going. It's probably maybe 1 o'clock in the morning when we was there and people were still coming in. And this woman, 
amen, she was keeping them cups filled. And I watched her as she'd go back and she'd get ready, amen, to make another pot. Amen, she had two full pots. She had already made provision. Amen, when I get these emptied, I'll have more to come. And while I sat there, I got to thinking spiritually. I wonder how many people come to the house of God. Amen, with their cup wrong side. Amen, or it being down instead of up. I've wondered how many people come and go home just like they came and they never made the move. Amen. To show God, I want this cup that's in me filled up. Amen. But God, amen. He didn't, she didn't force nobody. She didn't walk by and say, can I fill that up for you? What made her know you wanted it done is you was the one that turned it right side up. I'd like to preach to you tonight and tell you, God's not going to walk by your pew, grab you up by the mouth and hold it back and pour something down you. That's not the way it's going to happen. What's going to give you the blessing is, is you're going to make a move somehow or another to show him my heart is where it needs to be and I want it filled. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm wondering tonight, how's your cup tonight? She kept looking and looking and looking. And not only was she filling empty cups that hadn't had anything in them in a while, but she'd walk by them tables and those that had been drank out of that needed some more put back in it to have a full cup. She just walked over there. And I did hear some say, I don't want no more. I've had enough. I did hear that. But that's the only what the reason, that's the only reason she stopped. If they hadn't said that, and they'd have sat there as long as they did and wanted to. She'd have been by there with a cup, even with a with a vessel, filling it up again. Amen. Amen. I know that's a carnal illustration, but I, it's just like the Lord. Amen. I, I I saw this woman, and that was her job. I mean, she she just scanned the tables and she's looking and. And she, she was always getting fresh. Praise God. Amen. She, uh, there was nobody waiting on her. No one was waiting on her. I mean, nobody waiting on her. Amen. She knew her job. And she kept a good, fresh, amen, brew going at all times. Amen. That was satisfying. Amen to the customer. I want to tell you tonight, the eyes of the Lord are going throughout the whole earth, assuring himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts are perfect toward him. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you tonight, there is some consecration and there is some dedication that God requires of you. Amen. And with the closer that you, amen, see yourself, amen, and the desire that you have, you get to working on your desire and you get to crying out to God a saying, Lord, work on my heart. See if there be any wicked thing in me. Look at it close, Lord. If there's anything that I need of the change in the way that I'm doing, if you'll just show me, Lord, I'll work on that. And brother, you get to working on that and you get to get closer and closer and after a while that cup gets to getting filled amen and you get to mortifying the deeds of the body and the old man gets to dine out and that new man in Christ Jesus 
begins to resurrect and it creates an appetite and God begins to feel that. Why? Because that heart is being perfected. Praise God. That heart is being perfected. I, uh, this is not something that you fill up and you stay filled up without working on a fill up, an overflowing experience. Amen. It's kind of like the vehicle that you drive. You can go by the filling station tonight and fill it up, and you feel good for a while. Amen. But there comes a time that you're going to have to stop back by there and get filled up again. And I know I'm talking carnal to you a lot tonight, but sometimes we understand, amen, these things by carnal illustrations. Amen, because sometimes we are carnally minded. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. No, not you. I'm talking about them folks down the road. I'm sure that's who I was talking about. Praise God. Amen. But one of the struggles that I have myself, amen, is producing charity. And I want to tell you something. It's not an optional. It's a must that you have it because there is a possibility that you can have other things that, retain, that pertain unto godliness such as faith that you can say unto this mountain be thou removed and cast in the sea and it obey you hallelujah there's some things you can have that pertain to godliness but if you don't have this one ingredient, that, that is a must that you have. Amen. Oh, as I prayed about this today and sought the Lord and began to beg the Lord, I could see myself. Amen. How kind am I? Amen. How can I, how long do I suffer? Amen. Before I Amen. Retaliate. Praise God. Amen. How? Amen. It, it says it does not behave itself unseemly. Praise God. I've lived long enough that I, I've seen children, amen, throw fits and grown men that didn't get broke from them as a baby. I mean, could be up in their uh, middle age. Amen. Men could still throw fits at that age. And charity don't behave itself unseemly. It's kind. Amen. It's easily entreated God help me tonight as you produce and as you begin to get these ingredients if I could put it like that of practicing on that in your life that is getting your heart perfected amen in the eyes of God and there is a reward to them that diligently seeks God he is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. Amen. We must understand who he is first. Amen. That he is God. Before, amen, we can get anywhere, we must realize his word is what it is. Amen. And it's this word of God that we must apply unto and into our lives and our hearts. And when we can get to manifesting that, amen, the Lord passes by and he sees that. Praise God that we're doing. Let me turn over very quickly to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4. And this is where that Moses began to talk to the children of Israel. And he began to warn them against idolatry. He began to warn them, amen, that God would not go with them. Amen. He told them, uh, 
He said in verse 21, he said, Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swear that I should not go over Jordan and that I should not go into the unto that good land. Amen, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. But Moses tells him, he said, I must die in this land. I must not go over Jordan, but ye shall go over and possess that good land. But then he said, take heed unto yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he hath made with you, and make you a graven image or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. When thou shalt beget children and children's children, ye shall have uh, remain long in the land and shall not corrupt yourselves, uh, make a graven image or likeness of anything, shall do evil, amen, in the sight of the Lord thy God to provoke him to anger. He said, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that ye shall utterly perish from off the land whereunto you go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen wildest, or whither the Lord shall lead you. And there ye shall serve God's, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul, Amen. Notice that. If from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. When you begin to seek him with all of thy heart and with all of thy soul, you're going to find him then. I don't know why men can feel like that they can treat God any way that they want to treat him and him not know the difference, whether they're really being honest with him or whether they're being, amen, not honest with him. But what you must understand tonight is that the eyes of the Lord are looking down even tonight in this service. I believe there's no telling how many times his eyes as it went over the whole earth has focused right here in this little service that we're in tonight. Praise God. And there's nothing hid from him with whom we have to do. For darkness is as light to him. Nothing is hid. Amen. The man that acquit his lying and stand upright when it's not in his favor. Praise God. I was working on a house. I told Brother Johnny Don about it. I was working on a house for a millionaire. And the Lord gave me great favor with them. And one day she spoke to me and she said, I believe what I have observed of you, that you are an honest man. I looked at her and there was subcontractors 
that was telling me that they'd do a certain thing. They'd be there a certain time. They'd have it done a certain way. Amen. And some of them was not falling through with their promises. I looked at her one day and I said, there's one thing I want you to know. I fear the Lord and I will not tell you a lie, even if it costs me my job. Amen. Even as it costs me my job, I'm going to tell you what's right and the truth of the matter. And there were some times that when she come to ask me a question, is this the way it is? Why is this not being done this way? Or why is this man not coming through with what he said he would do? Amen. I had to tell her the truth. Amen. And the day that I walked away from that place, amen, I left her and her husband weeping and crying, amen, because, amen, the Lord had gave us such favor and they had found someone, not that I'm boasting or bragging on myself, I'm preaching about lying tonight. Praise God, it's what I'm preaching about. You can get some, you can get to the place where, amen, I think sometimes folks have lied so much they don't know what the truth is. I think there's lying spirits can get a hold of folks. Uh, amen. They've lied so much uh, and they've covered their tracks so much. Uh, amen. And not really realizing it. Uh, did you know when you start down that trail, uh, you are opening yourself up to become nothing more than a fool? That's stout medicine, Brother Braxton. Make sure your sins are going to find you out. And after a while, somebody, you're going to tell something over here and somebody, you're going to tell something over there and you're going to forget what you told this man. You're going to forget what you told this person over here. And after a while, the congregation is going to form and somebody said, well, that's the way it was told to me. Well, they told me, I know it's right. They told me this way. Somebody else said, well, I don't know what you heard. You must have misunderstood. They told it this way. I don't have any idea what they told you, but this is what they told me. And all three of them wasn't right. And after a while, you get to finding this story out to the point that folks get to the point they uh, the place they really can't trust you. Oh, I never steal nothing. The man that will lie will steal. I was called in question a while back about a man caught in homosexuality. I know the story. Amen. It was very close to where in my family the situation happened. And uh, I knew what happened. Preacher called me up and said... I heard that you have the, the, uh, the good, so to speak, about this certain item that's supposed to have happened. I said, yes, sir, I do. Amen. And they said, well, we understand that this preacher that done this is coming out in this country to preach. And I want to know I will not put him in my pulpit if this is so. I said, then you just let me talk to you. I'll tell you, the man that he did this to confessed to me and told me. And I don't only have one witness that it was so. I called the man and he called me back later on to tell me, I lied to you. This is the way it was. So I knew what he was fixing to do, so I had a speakerphone. And uh, he's going to confess and say, I did that. So when he got to that point, I turned my speakerphone on and my two girls was there and my wife was there. And the reason I did that was is because I wanted a witness. Amen. Well, this preacher, when this other preacher was guilty of the situation, he came out to that country and was going to preach and the preacher told him, said, uh, I've talked to Brother Braxton. And Brother Braxton said it was this way. And the man looked at him and he said, well... Now that man that said that to Brother Braxton is lost. And it would be my word against his. And you know when people are lost, 
they usually don't tell the truth. It's quiet, but it's right. A man that'll do that will also lie about it. I'm talking about getting our hearts perfected so the Lord can show himself strong in our behalf. If I'm doing things and trying to cover it all up, God's seeing that. It may have not caught up with me yet, but the Bible said make sure your sins will find you out. What God loves is he loves righteousness. He hates iniquity. And if you're going to impress the Lord, the way you're going to impress him is to start doing right things. That's what righteousness is. It's right things from the word of God. And when you get to practicing that and putting on all of that, what God's doing for you is he has taken that old heart of stony flesh out and putting in a, a heart that's fleshly and can be touched and pliable and work with. And after a while, God sees the cup when it goes up. Amen. It's a clean vessel. Amen. And they're said sanctified for the master's use. Hallelujah. And God told the children of Israel, he said the day that you do that. Praise God. The day that you serve. Amen. We be with all of your heart and with all of thy soul. You're going to be found of me. Praise God. I come to preach to us tonight and I wish I could get a little higher with this. Amen. I understand I'm treading some places that the devil does not like tonight. Praise God. But I come to tell you there is a place that you can convince God that you're through with the sinning business. Did you hear what I said? There's a place you can convince God I'm through with this. I'm tired of this. And I'm ready for some righteousness to be in my heart and to rule my heart and rule my spirit. Amen. Help me to perfect holiness in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Amen. In closing the night, I come to tell you that when you can get your heart perfected in the eyes of the Lord, you're dealing with him on grounds that he can help you. Amen. You're dealing with God on grounds that when you get to telling him, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did. And you can do it not from the standpoint of saying, I know I, if I just say, Lord, forgive me, he'll forgive me, and I'll go back tomorrow and do it again. I know I shouldn't be doing that, but what I'll do is I'll just go back tomorrow, and I'll go back to the altar, and I'll say, God, I'm sorry. I know you didn't like me to listen to that country western music, but I did it. I knew better than do it, but... I'm here, God. Forgive me. I knew I shouldn't have done that, Lord. I, I could go through a long list. I'm not going to take the time. But the Bible declares to us, he that sinneth willfully. 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 There is a place that you can override your conscience to the very thing that used to bother you. It quits bothering you. I don't know how much further I need to go here, but I beg the Lord to help me today to say what I need to say and not say no more than I needed to say. Amen. I know it gets tight and we get close to folks where they're living and it gets real tight. Amen at times. But oh, I've seen this happen so many times. People that know to do what's right. And God deals with them to throw that away. And they override that feeling and keep on doing it. What, that, what happens is that opens your heart up to deception. 
And there are deceptive spirits in our land. And I wished I could stop there and say that it's all out yonder in the land. But there are some deceptive spirits in hearts that folks go to holiness churches. They know better in doing what they're doing. But they have justified it to the point in their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. God help me to know what to say here. I don't want to go too far. But we have always preached and taught and told our folks to abstain from the world. Abstain from that. Abstain from the very appearances of evil. Amen. Hallelujah. What's bothering me now is is we've got people that are claiming to be saved and sanctified and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost are going down to the ball games, a hooping and a hollering on Friday nights. Amen. Because their children has just made a touchdown. Oh, Brother Brett, you just know that. No, that's not what I'm after tonight. I'm trying to make a point. There is a place that you can override what God has said. This is the line. You walk across that, you're on your own. But if you'll stay here with my word, I'll bless you. I'll help you. Amen. I know what I'm preaching about. There was a young girl in church. Her daddy told her, said, you cannot have that tape of that rock and roll group. Her daddy found it in the room. Amen. And he went and got it and destroyed it. Amen. And her mother found out what had happened. And she asked the question, do you know if you can get another copy? Well, I can get a copy off the one I had there. She said, then get you another copy. And you, when he asked you if you destroyed that tape, we can tell him we destroyed that tape. The end results of that is she is married into adultery tonight. She don't even come to the homeless church no more. I'm preaching about getting your heart perfected so that the Lord can shew himself strong in your behalf. Amen. Hallelujah. I was once a young man. I know what it's like. Amen. My, I loved sports when I was growing up. My dad, Brother, uh, brother Tony, told me last night, I guess it was last night, not before, he said, I remember what your dad testified and told about when the coach come and told him. Said, Braxton's got it in him. Said, he's got the size. He's got the speed. I want him to play ball for me. Amen. My dad said, I didn't raise him to play ball. He won't be playing ball for you. Amen. And you know what you think sometime? We've got that battle won and whipped out. And amen, I was already preaching and evangelizing and working for Brother Delbert Mize. And amen, we uh, put the heat and air in the coach's house from OU University. Amen. Barry uh, Switcher is his name. Amen. I stepped out of the truck and I was running back and forth getting some material out and he was watching me. And he stopped. He said, son, do you go to college? I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, would you like to play ball for me? He said, I've been observing you. Amen. Said, I can get you a scholarship and let you play ball for for the OU. He said, I've got a place for you. He said, I can see it in you. Hey, Amen. There's something in you. You got it there. Hey, Amen. You move as big as you are. You can do it. I looked at him and smiled. I said, I'm not interested. I said, I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm evangelizing and I'm just here helping my seat in there till my next revival. Praise God. He looked at me and said a curse word. Hey, Amen. And walked off and smiled as he's walking. He is that kind of man. He cursed off to 
something. Praise God, but let me tell you something. Amen. If I'd have wanted to, there could have been an exit there. But somewhere in my heart, I had desired purity. I desired holiness. I desired to shun the very appearances of evil. Amen. The reason I feel like tonight that God has blessed me through my years of living for him is there's something I tried to show him when the tempter showed me a way that I could fall. I said no to the temptation and that God tried to prove to God I wanted him instead of that. Oh, hallelujah. I wanted this instead of that. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord helping me now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory. This thing called NASCAR, amen, is slipping in among the homeless people. Amen. To the point that they're spending thousands of dollars on trinkets, imitation little cars. Who's your man? I don't mean that personally. Don't say nothing. Number so-and-so's my man. There was a young man a while back. Goes to the Holiness Church. He got telling about who his man was to his pastor. And he got telling him. He's, he's married. His wife's named this. He's got children, and, he's, and, and their names is this. And uh, he's driving for this outfit, and the owner of that is this man. And his pastor looked at him and said, how many Bible verses can you quote? Well, I know Jesus wept. I know. And after a while, he got so puzzled, he thought he knew what he, th what he knew. And what it was, he's spending more time on that than he was on God. While we're real quiet and tight, I want to ask you a question. Do you pray an hour a day? I'm not asking for an answer. How many chapters in the Bible do you read? A day. Oh, Brother Braxton, I say them jump in the bed prayers and now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. God bless Mama. God bless Daddy. Everybody else in the whole wide world in Jesus' name. Amen. It's going to be hard to convince God you're wanting more than what you're getting on that kind of life. Amen. Hallelujah. I know this ain't popular, but I told the Lord, I told God when I left Van Cleve, I'm willing to spend and be spent for the gospel. I told God that I was willing. If he wanted me to say it, I'd say it. Whatever it cost me. If it cost me my life, Lord, I want to be where you want me to be. I want to tell you another little situation. And my prayer was then, God, I don't want you to send me nowhere. Amen. I don't want to go anywhere except you send me there. Amen. I'm not in this to say, well, I went to Hobbs and preached Brother Johnny on a revival. They run, amen, 80 in Sunday school. And I left there and went to Brother Gerald's and they run so-and-so. And Brother Gerald's a great man. I preached there. That ain't what I'm after. If I can't pray through and touch your heart with the gospel, God give me a job and let me go sit under a pastor and be a good church member this is what I want it's the real spirit of God I wouldn't give you a dime even for a Holy Ghost that you didn't tarry for and you didn't consecrate yourself to hallelujah I said I wouldn't give you a dime for a Holy Ghost that you didn't have to consecrate yourself to God for Young man walked up to the brother Sammy and said, 
Wow, that's been a bunch of hogwash. You, we, we, we don't, you don't have to do all that. Well, a preacher come by and preached for us, preached on the Holy Ghost, said, I hadn't been a fasting. I really hadn't spent a whole lot of time in prayer. But I told the Lord I wanted the Holy Ghost. And said, I went up there and they laid hands on me. And I, it wasn't long, I wasn't speaking in tongues. You want to know what that is? That's charismatic. It is a spirit with no standard. That's what charismatic is. But a spirit with a standard and a consecrated life is holiness <laughs> unto the Lord. And he gets glory when I can get this flesh submitted and surrendered down to the place that he can go to work in there. Hallelujah. He told Jeremiah, he said, I'm going, I want you to go down to the potter's house. I'm going to show you a work. Amen. Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and he got to watching that wheel as it went around and in the hands of that potter, amen, the clay was being molded. And God looked at him and said, can I do this with Israel? Amen. Yes, I can. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, there's some things that God wants to work on. And when he gets to working on that and molding it, making it what he wants it to be, praise God, the Spirit of God will go to bear witness with that. The Spirit of God, the Bible said we know that we are the children of God. Amen. Because the Spirit bear witness with our spirit. Praise God. And when your spirit can bear witness with the Word of God, that's when God can look your direction and begin to show Himself strong in your behalf. Oh, Lord. Someone give me a song. I preached too long. I wanted to quit while ago. But I want to obey God tonight. Praise God. This is not hard to live. I said this is not hard to live. I know from where you are it may look like it's a bunch of do's and don'ts. But the reason it appears that way to you is because you've not got to that place of where you're willing to let the Lord work your heart over. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to say this with all due respect. There's some men that are here tonight that if they had not did what they have done, they would not be here tonight. They was not only a hearer of the Word of God, but they were doers of the Word of God. Let me say something right here. While y'all get me a song. Amen. If you know you're struggling in an area of your life, the thing you need to do is build a fence or a wall against that. And don't go often and go looking over the fence and saying, well, I wonder what's that. And I wonder what. Stay away from that. When you can abstain from the very appearance of evil and you can do it from your heart, God recognizes that. Amen. There has been places in my life that I struggled with. Amen. All of us have. There's been places what bothered you probably didn't bother me. And what bothered me, it probably didn't bother you. But this is an individual walk with God. You may be ever so kind to whomever. But I'm a big God. And I have to work on it. Me and Sister Kay's been married... Month, a month, two months later, March 28th this year, it'll be 31 years. And I've noticed, as long as I'm a praying, I can sweet, I can, I can talk to her so sweet, and it just comes natural, not a put on a bit. But you let me miss a few 
hours of prayer. And it looks like the least little thing that she can say or do, I'm snapping back at her. I'm preaching about you, me now. Y'all can shout. And I said that about me. But your flesh too. And every one of us has got areas in our life that we constantly have to work on. Amen. We have to keep that place nailed to the cross and keep it under. Amen. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost, right here. There's been more than one time I've had to go back and say, Hon, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I've got a rough voice. And some, even sometimes, and, and I'm serious with what I'm fixing to say, I'm not putting on. There's sometimes with the roughness of my voice, I've noticed with the answer that I gave, it didn't sound right. Even though it wasn't that I meant it wrong, but with the roughness of my voice, there's been times my wife's told me, said, you don't understand how rough your voice is and the way you come across. I'm confessing tonight. I've had to work on. Give me kindness, Lord. Lord, give me kindness. Help me to suffer long. Would you please baptize me in charity? I'm serious. I prayed like that. Would you please, God, let me surrender this flesh and let me keep it under? There's been times, Brother Gerald, I felt when it happened, I got that old man buried. And as long as I had him buried, the eyes of the Lord was looking my direction. When I hit that pulpit and got to preaching his word, the Holy Ghost helped me. Amen. Come on, help me preach. I've stood to testify and I'm not boasting. Please don't think I am. I'm just telling you, righteousness works. And favor comes when folks go to doing right things. Eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. When I was at Van Cleve, I made a statement. I made it also at Monroe, and I made it often. Man was asked, are you a Christian? And he answered and said, ask my neighbor. I won't answer that. Ask my neighbor. He'll tell you if I'm a Christian. But I, I went a little step further, Brother Ronnie. And I said, if you want to know I'm a Christian, ask my wife. Ask her. She's the one that lives with me all the time. Asked her how much praying I do at home. Asked her how many times she's seen me up my head in the Bible. Ask her. Is that too hard? I don't think so. Amen. What I'm trying to do with us tonight is I'm trying to get you to examine your heart. And I'm trying to, to ask God today as I prayed, turn your searchlight down on me, Lord. I don't want to go tonight and make everybody feel like I'm so holy and I'm so righteous. I ain't got no faults. But as I prayed today and sought him, he comes so close to me. Amen. And I got to begging him, Lord, you're leading us somewhere. You're leading us into a place somewhere, God, you're leading us. From the first night, Brother Gerald, holy, the holy power of God's been moving among us. It's been here tonight. It's here tonight. I feel the Lord helping me preach at times. I understand it's got close to us. The gospel has. And I realize that feeling. Amen. When you go to search in your own. Amen. Not look across the aisle and say, well, if they'd listen, that was for them. And if they'd just do what he said to do, they'd be a lot more better person. That ain't what I'm trying to do tonight. I'm trying to get us to look at ourselves. And when you get to take an examination of your own heart, and God gets to noticing that. 
and he gets to seeing you, amen, observing the commandments of the Lord and walking as close. And when that feeling comes from your heart, God, if you'll just show me which way to go from here, I'll do it, Lord. If you'll just show me which way I need to go, I'll do all I can to do what you want me to do. Stand with me tonight. I've done my best to preach to us. I'm sure the feeling is in every heart that everybody here is a wanting the Lord to look your direction. But God will not move one bit over sin. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. There is a sin of neglect. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? If the word spoken by angels was steadfast. And every transgression received a just recompense of reward. How shall we? Is there a way around this? Will God let me in doing all the things that God says I can't do? No, sir. Either I come to the, to the mark that he has gotten and he, he's the standard bearer. The Lord is. His word is. Amen. That's the standard bearer. Amen. What we do is we measure ourselves by this word, not by everybody else. Amen. If you can convince the Lord in this revival that you want righteousness instead of the things of the world, God is going to show himself strong in your behalf. I just felt like telling you that while they sang and you come to the altar with me tonight. Amen. God wants to show himself strong in your behalf. He really does. But if you can prove to him it's just like the cup being wrong, uh, upside down. If you can get the cup right side up and prove to God that you're wanting right things in there. God will see to it that he gives you the very desires of your heart. Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord.